Wow, from way up here on this mountain of a state budget, I can see Lake Michigan way over there to the east. And if you look over this way, you can see the Mississippi River. From way up here on top of this $80 billion spending plan, we can see all the impacts that it's going to have on education, health care, transportation, prisons, you name it. In fact, the state budget, which Tony Evers unveiled today down at the state capitol, it's probably the most important and biggest thing that our state leaders do. Wait, if the state budget is such a big mountain of an issue, why do Republicans and Democrats spend so much time fighting over these little molehills down here? <laughs> they grab the headlines and they're flashy, but when it comes to how they affect the state, they don't amount to much at all. I can barely see you, Phil, way down on that molehill, but that's a good question. And we're going to talk about mountains and molehills at the state capitol on today's Center Stage with Milford and Hands, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics. I'm Scott Milfred. I'm the editorial page editor for the State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. And we are half of the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board. The better looking half. I will take issue with today's intro to the podcast, Scott. You know, I am of Swiss heritage. I am a full <laughs> 116th Swiss, full-blooded Swiss. Oh. And and you are making fun of my culture <laughs> with your Ricola stuff. You know, they don't even like cough drops in Switzerland because they're hardy people. <laughs> well, Phil, I'm just glad you got your voice fixed. It sounded like you needed a Ricola down on that molehill. I just wanted to issue my offense to, to the whole thing. You're very insensitive to my cultural heritage. I apologize, but I'm sure the Ricola marketing team made sure that they did it respectfully and accurately. Respectful of Swiss culture. <laughs> uh, well, my throat is feeling just fine here today, and we're going to... Talk about mountains and molehills. So you're up on the mountaintop. I was down in the molehill. Yeah, and I had a little trouble understanding you. You sound like a little flea. Yes, well, I am of small stature. <laughs> the mountain of an issue that was unveiled today, finally, by Tony Evers, is the two-year state budget. It will run from July 1st of this summer till June 30th of 2021. It affects just about everything you do, whether it's the potholes on your road or the education your kid gets or... The dope you get to smoke after you've, uh, <laughs> for your glaucoma. We'll get to that, <laughs> Phil. Our editorial board has already weighed in with five editorials on the state budget that the governor is just unveiling today. And Lord knows how many editorial <laughs> cartoons. That's true. Like most governors... What they do is before they unveil all the details, of which there may be some devilish material within, they like to put out feel-good stories to the press about, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. We're going to hug puppies. Yeah. And some of those have sounded pretty good. So, for example, in Wednesday's State Journal editorial, we uh, got in favor of Tony Evers' proposal for $150 million more million for UW's system and also a continuation of the tuition freeze for students. Which it's is, a win-win-win. <laughs> uh, that's only two wins, isn't it? It's only two wins? It's not a win-win-win. Oh. It's a win-win. Higher funding and a tuition freeze. And a lose for taxpayers. <laughs> it's a win-win-lose. I can't imagine that the Republicans won't like 
a continuation of the tuition freeze because it's been so popular, they will probably quibble to some degree with either the amount of money going to UW or perhaps where it's going or what the rules are around that money. They're going to teach kids how to read and write good, and that's not (laughs) important for workforce development. Worth remembering that a couple budgets ago, the Republicans cut UW funding by $250 million. Then in this past budget... Because UW system was a complete and utter embarrassment (laughs) to the state. That was a line they were using because their reserves were so high. And they maybe were a little high, but uh, on the other hand, uh, you could easily say that the state government's reserves are incredibly low. Really embarrassingly low. Yeah. Then uh, the previous Sunday, we credited Evers and Republicans who run the legislature for helping the homeless to avoid eviction and get help finding affordable housing. That's, of course, something that our newspaper is focused on a lot. And it's important because there's almost 20,000 kids in Wisconsin who, according to school districts, uh, do not have a safe and secure place to go home at night. Statewide, there's basically a school district the size of Madison that's homeless. Yeah, and it and it maybe isn't that they're on the street, although some will be periodically, but it might be they're crashing on a friend's couch or yeah. they're going to a shelter. Um, but we wrote about that. We also got behind uh, pay raises for public defenders and prosecutors. Some of these privately hired public defenders are making $40 an hour. That might sound like a lot of money to you or me, Phil, <laughs> <laughs> and to any journalist just about. But for a lawyer, apparently that's not much at all. In fact, that, ra- that rate has not been raised since 1995. Even we've gotten raises since Even we've then. gotten a raise since 1995. <laughs> uh, wow. So they're going to raise that uh, to 70 bucks probably. Which is still much below the going rate for an attorney, I'm sure. And they're also going to add some district attorneys. I mean, here in Dane County, we basically have the same number of assistant district attorneys, 28-ish, that we had back in the 80s. And our county's close to twice as big as it was in terms of population. We also had in February an editorial gap in state dental care needs filling. Hey, that's a clever (laughs) headline, huh? Come on, give me a little credit for that. That's that's very clever for an editorial page editor. But uh, this has been just an issue for the last decade that's gotten a little better, but not much, which is lots of kids... They can get dental care under Medicaid, but a lot of dentists won't take them as patients because Medicaid doesn't give them hardly any money. And Mm. the dentists say anyway that in some cases they lose money if they take these patients. So what this would do is uh, increase the reimbursement so that dentists would be more likely to take kids. And I'm not surprised Governor Evers behind this, the former superintendent of schools, because... Um, as we've learned from the United Way of Dane County, a lot of the reasons why kids miss school and uh, is because of dental problems. Oh. And a lot of dental problems wind up in the ER, where they cost a lot more money. And finally, we also said that we were happy that the state is finally serious about fixing roads. Yes. Uh, as you may recall, former Governor Scott Walker was sort of adamantly opposed to increasing any fees for roads— He'd rather just borrow the money. Well, uh, Tony Evers, it looks like he's going to propose an increase in the gas tax. And in all likelihood, I would think the Republicans will go along with some form of that. It Probably w- not as much as he wants, but there'll be some sort of increase in the gas tax. So we've been editorializing on this a lot, but uh, 
what's been getting attention just in the last week are some molehill issues, at least in our estimation. Well, in, in the estimation of anybody who has common sense, these are molehill <laughs> issues, not just us. The first major, should I say major molehill or minor molehill, is the <laughs> idea that Tony Evers is going to destroy all border security by removing the vital 112 National Guards troops from Wisconsin that are stationed at the border right now. <laughs> and without those 112 people, the entire system collapses and we will be overrun by immigrants. 112 National Guardsmen down there serving in Arizona. It's hardly anybody. No, no, not for a border that's 2,000 miles long. Whether Tony Evers supports border security or not, which is really not a state issue, that's a federal issue, unless we're talking about Illinois. That, there I am for stationing the National Guard's I'm, troops I'm for a wall. in Beloit. <laughs> uh, Build the wall in Beloit. Some people will say, oh, that's not a molehill. This is protecting our country. And, in fact, somebody did say that. A National Guardsman for Wisconsin who also happens to be a U.S. representative from Illinois. Congressman, Republican, Adam Kinzinger. He uh, was flying some sorties down on the border as part of the Air National Guard and uh, has been critical of, of Governor Evers for pulling back the troops, saying how vital the mission is, because from his fighter jet, he could see the pounds of cocaine being carried across by migrants. <laughs> He's issued several tweets uh, questioning the decision by Evers, which, if you're a congressman, is fine. If you're actually serving in the National Guard, you're not allowed to question your commanding officer. Yeah, it's a state law that says you can't do that. Anyway, that got a whole bunch of attention and it's the national border issue, which is blown out of proportion to begin with. Because and, immigration is at like a 20-year low right now. And now we're making a mountain out of this molehill of Wisconsin pulling 100 troops back from the border. Big yeah. deal. Yeah, it's not, it's not a big deal at all. These it, 100 troops are not critical to border security, even if all 50 states pulled their troops out. If Governor Walker put him down there for political reasons to show how he supported Trump, and Tony Evers is bringing him back for political reasons to show that he doesn't support Trump, whatever. Yeah. Let's, let's move on and not spend more time with this minor issue that unfortunately seems to be getting talked about a lot. And in terms of the National Guardsman who, did criti who was critical of Tony Evers, I'm all, I'm all for free speech, and so is you know, you know, Professor Donald Downs, who is not a liberal person, Donald Downs. Yeah. But he's basically pointing out that, you know, it's against the law. From you know, free speech is all fine and good until you're in the military, and then you cannot question your commanding officer. And it's it's serious business to be making political hay out of this kind of stuff. Yeah, it goes to the issue of having a military that's disciplined and efficient and does what it's told. Another molehill issue that's sort of related is this big flap over whether or not the state should grant undocumented immigrants in-state tuition. The liberals out there, this is a social justice issue. And this is the, you know, we need to, this is humanity. It's the only option we have to treat people with dignity and, and, and honor. And, uh, you know, the, the conservatives out there think this is a, this is just letting immigrants run amok in our country. And we are a law, we are a land of laws and order. Yeah. And it's, it's a really minor issue because there's not a whole lot of people that this applies to. And they act like Oh, you can come into the country illegally, waltz into Wisconsin and get in-state tuition? Get no. a free tuition. Get a free <laughs> tuition. No, that's not the way it works. When we had this rule, you had to have been a Wisconsin high school graduate. Probably you were here when you were a kid and brought by your parents. And you still have to prove residency to get in-state tuition. Yeah, and more significantly, it's or less significantly, 
it's a tiny, infinitesimal number of people. Now, to these people, I'm sure it's a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Because in-state tuition is like ten grand a year versus like twenty-five grand a year, so it's a big chunk of money. Democrats had allowed this back a decade ago. Yeah. When Republicans took over in 2011, they got rid of it. But back when we were allowing undocumented immigrants in-state tuition at UW System schools, there was about 100 students out of 174,000 UW System students who were getting this break. And, for example, at UW-Madison right here in town, there was about 15 students out of 43,000 students. So I think this is a molehill issue. Tony Evers is doing it because it makes him look good with his base, and the Republicans are yelling about it because they have to look tough on immigration. But, I mean, if we have people that are in this country illegally that have children, don't we want their children to be as smart as possible? Or should we keep their kids stupid and not give them opportunities so they can go join gangs? The larger issue of immigration is a mountain of an issue for Wisconsin especially. Yeah, because and we, not because not because you not because we're being overrun by immigrants. It's the exact opposite. Yeah, we need more young people to come here and stay and work. According to the Department of Administration, and by the way, this was Scott Walker's administration, not Tony Evers. They estimated Wisconsin was going to need 300,000 additional workers by 2040 just to maintain the current workforce. And that's before all of Scott Walker's amazing fiscal (laughs) policies of being open for business went into effect, right? Before we landed that gem of Foxconn. Well, we can get to that, too, later. (laughs) But my point is we are 45th out of the 50 states in terms of attracting people to our state. So we're not getting a lot of people moving here. And birth rates except have, for me, I moved here. Uh, other than Phil Hands, and the birth rate is generally going down. We're curse not, you, responsible safe sex people. <laughs> yeah, and so we're going to need more people. And who are the, who are we going to need? Immigrants. Who are you going to need? <laughs> Immigrants. <laughs> well, one of the things grabbing headlines all over the place nowadays, especially because Tony Evers has sort of teased it out early, is is medical marijuana and decriminalization of mar- marijuana, which he's tucked into the state budget. As much as people are acting like we're either going to make drugs legal or not, I, I kind of think this is a molehill of an issue. Uh, it's not if you have cancer and you want to smoke some marijuana or more likely take it as a pill or some edible to... A gummy bear. ...to kill the uh, nausea from your treatment for cancer. I understand that's not a molehill for you, but it is a molehill in terms of both sides basically agree. Medical marijuana, Robin Voss, Tony Evers... Yeah, But the wh- Senate's not on board with medical marijuana. Scotty Fitz doesn't see support for it. Well, I'm not sure. The issue is that Tony Evers, as part of this state budget, he's not just doing medical marijuana. He also wants to decriminalize some possession. We should allow medical marijuana because you can get a whole bunch of drugs that are way more dangerous and risky from your doctor, prescribed from your doctor, oh, yeah. than a joint. Or what'd you say? A gummy bear. A gummy bear. Is that how so they do I, them? I don't know. I'm not. I don't <laughs> oh. live in Colorado. So you have read. So I have read. Despite being an avid deadhead, I am not a partaker in the Mary Jane. You're a cartoonist. I mean, this should be your wheelhouse, this, this issue. Be my, I, don't, I don't know a lot about, uh, much about marijuana. <laughs> don't know much about marijuana. The other reason why it's really a molehill in Dane County is uh, the DA doesn't go after small amounts of possession already. It doesn't seem like something we should be 
spending a whole bunch of time arguing. It doesn't over require them. a lot of it take it's taking up a lot of oxygen in the room and it doesn't yeah. require it. The other thing the other thing just to just to criticize a left on this issue is yeah. everybody's always talking about how almost everybody who's in prison right now is there for low level drug crimes and I'm not entirely sure that's the case. I think that's a little bit of a fuzzy stat on that one because yeah. I know in Dane County, if you're found, if they find a joint on you, they don't send you to prison. Politifact just gave Tony Evers a pants on fire rating. Ooh, pants on fire. Yes, that's like Trump territory. Yeah, where he was claiming something like seventy or eighty percent of uh, people had some sort of drug charge in prison. So it's not like decriminalizing marijuana is going to single-handedly dis, you know, remove the incarceration of minorities in the state. The way the debate's playing out, it, it it's almost like, oh, we're debating the war on drugs or something oh, in the yeah. 80s. And no, we're debating about a little sliver issue here, which is medical marijuana in small amounts of possession. I know where this is heading. This is probably just policy that doesn't belong in the budget. Oh, yeah. And what will happen is the Fiscal Bureau will come in and they'll put a list of things that are non-fiscal policy in the budget. And presumably the Republicans in the legislature will just take all that out. Then they'll shove their own policy in the budget and Evers will veto that out. This Sunday, Phil, of course, we're writing about the state budget, specifically uh, nonpartisan redistricting, which Evers is putting in the budget. A mountain of an issue. That is a mountain of an issue, whether our elections are fair uh, whether we draw the lines so that the politicians can uh, basically have seats for life. I think people really get the redistricting gerrymandering issue. Finally. And uh, I think something's going to happen on that, but I would be surprised if that survives. it survives the budget. I just suspect It's the wrong spot for that legislation. Yeah. It's, it's legislation. It needs to be – and you want buy-in from both parties on it, so it can't – you don't, you don't want to ram it down the throat of the Republican Party because they'll be bitter about that for a long time. And I think that even if he puts in the budget, well, we need a staffer or two to – handle redistricting, even if he were to put a little dollar amount on it, I think it's going to be puny. And I think when the Fiscal Bureau compares that to the grand changes in state policy that would come from actually having a fair system of drawing uh, legislative and congressional voting districts, I think they'll say, oh, that's policy. Yeah. But we'll see. Hmm. Even though we think that the medical marijuana issue to some degree is a molehill, um, Corrections reform is a mountain. Last year, the Trump administration did a really good thing, and they passed some federal prison reform. But most people in the prison system are in the, are in the state level. Mm-hmm. And Wisconsin needs to reform its prison system because we lock up way too many people for way too long. And we can't afford And it's really expensive to do it. The stat that everybody cites, which is still basically true, is that Minnesota has half as many people in its prison system as Wisconsin. And the crime rates is, is very similar to ours. Yeah, we're both similar Midwestern states. One of the things you're seeing in this state budget is a lot of cooperation and people agreeing on things. It might not seem like it, but when you start to think about corrections reform, homeless, uh, helping the homeless raising fees to so we don't have so many potholes in our roads. You said potholes or potheads? <laughs> uh, those are two different issues, Phil. <laughs> I'm getting confused here. Uh, it kind of gets back to divided government and what I like about it, which is you can look at this state budget battle going forward. You can say, oh, they're going to fight over all these things. Or you could say, no, what they're actually going to do in the end is compromise and, and on agree some common ground. on some common ground because they're going to have to. Yeah. 
And because both parties will then be invested in the budget, I think everybody will feel better about it and won't be trying to undermine everything. And a lot of times the common ground is the kind of stuff everybody wants to get done. Mm -hmm. And when there's single party rule, pet projects take over. One molehill issue that bugs me around this time of year is people just freak out because it's winter in Wisconsin and we're getting a snowstorm. Oh my goodness. Or worse, it's cold. It's cold outside? When will this endless winter stop? <laughs> Can you believe it that it's it's it's, it's going to be March 1st? And we're still going to have snow on the ground in Wisconsin? Uh, that's great, actually, because we can go skiing some more. For those people who don't know, the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board officially, many years ago, did endorse winter. We are pro-winter. Yeah, and that is not an easy position to take. We got some blowback on that. As I say to people, you don't move to Wisconsin for the weather. I and mean, if you <laughs> moved here because you wanted, like, a beach environment... You're sorely mistaken. My son's snowshoeing this this evening at the Aldo Leopold Center. So, yeah, there's all sorts of things you can do in the wintertime here in Wisconsin. You enjoy it. It's short-ish. Right. And we've gotten just over 50 inches of snow, which is about, about half of what we got in the record-setting year a decade ago, and we got 101 inches. Yeah, we don't even have a hands of snow yet. But at this point during that year of record snow... Right now, we already had like 90 inches of snow. Oh, yeah. And we've got like, we're in the low 50s right now. So we're not breaking any records, people. No, we're not. All of the music on our podcast is by Tube Tester. Ricola, Ricola. Ricola cough drops, a pleasant tasting blend of organically grown herbs from Switzerland for soothing relief. Try Ricola. <laughs> <laughs>